Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hi, and welcome once again to the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm the Cap, Mike Kapler. Breeze man over there, Joel Breezeke, good to have you with us. We appreciate it. Uh, into a new year officially now uh, with the Growing in Grace podcast. We are in our 16th year of doing podcasts together, and we've got a whole list of them at growingandgrace.org, so check them out. You know, we're kind of in the middle of a series here that we've been doing for quite a few weeks now, starting with program 778. And uh, perhaps when we're done with this, Joel will have... Um, one of his magical things on our Growing in Grace website where people can just click on and, and see the whole series of programs. But, you know, Joel, we were talking last week about James being maybe one of the most, the earliest written letters in the New Testament, maybe within 10 years of, of the cross. 10 years later, the apostles, Paul and Barnabas, his, his group show up to debate with uh, James and his council about the law and justification would it include faith and works or law for the Gentiles. And then it was about 10 years after that, or, or close to it, in round figures, where Paul showed up in Jerusalem. So again, ne- nearly 30 years after the cross, nearly 20 years after James wrote his letter to the 12 tribes of Israel, that Paul shows up in Jerusalem, which is where we left off last week. And it's a very interesting story that we just kind of stumbled onto here, and, and we want to maybe just dive into this a little bit further. Yeah, because I think this is important. Again, we've said from the start, and I want to continue, because over the, the course of this series, we have gotten a lot of comments, more than I think any other thing that we've ever talked about, even tithing. <laughs> and we just want to make sure that people understand we are two guys who have come to this view that we're sharing We are not trying to make anybody or urge anybody to believe exactly like we believe, but we see what we see in the scriptures here, and this is the view that we've come to, and and we're expressing our view here on the podcast. You're absolutely free to do with it what you want, but as time goes on, we're seeing more and more things in the scriptures that make a case, evidence that James, and as we've said many times as well, we're not down on James. You know, we believe, you know, James, the half-brother of Jesus, we're not questioning his salvation. We're not questioning anything about him except perhaps what he taught and, and what he, how he understood the gospel at the time that these scriptures were, were written, at the time that he wrote his epistle, which would help people to understand why he would say some of the things he said in his epistle. Why would James say that you know, a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Why would James bring up the law? Well, there's plenty of evidence in Acts and in other scriptures, you know, Galatians, where we can see plainly what James' view was. We can see what his view was. And so here we are in Acts 21. Again, like you said, many, many years had gone by. This was long after he had written his epistle, and he still was holding this view we ended uh, last week t- you know, bringing up the verses from Acts 21, 17 to around 24, I think, where, in short, Paul had traveled. He had been greeted by these brethren, 
And they were concerned that Paul was teaching that Jews should forsake Moses. They said, they've been informed about Paul that he teaches the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, that they don't need to circumcise their children or walk according to the the customs of the law. So what are we going to do? Here's what we want you to do, Paul. Four men have taken a vow. Take them and be purified with them and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads and that all may know that those things (laughs) of which they were informed concerning you are nothing but that you yourself also walk orderly and keep the law. So in other words, what James and these others wanted Paul to do was to deny the gospel message that he was teaching, to deny that he was actually teaching people that they didn't have to keep the law, that they were saved by grace through faith apart from works, apart from the law. They were telling Paul to put on this show that you don't really teach what people are hearing that you teach. But concerning, in verse 25, but concerning the Gentiles who believe, we have written, and this goes back to Acts 15, we have written and decided that they should observe no such thing, except that they should keep themselves from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. So, summary here, these Jewish people in Jerusalem, including James, they wanted Paul to not be teaching what Paul was actually teaching. They wanted Paul to be saying, no, you have to keep the law. Gentiles, okay, they only need to do these four things. But really, Paul was saying in his epistles, as we can see in Romans and Galatians, and as we see in Ephesians and Colossians and and all these other things, in in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, he, he talks about all these things, about the law being the ministry of death and condemnation, having to be dead to the law in order to be married to Christ. Paul says all of these things. They're wanting him to deny all of this, and uh, they're wanting him to take this vow and pay their expenses so they can shave their heads and all of these things to prove (laughs) that, that he wasn't really teaching what he was teaching. But Paul, in his epistles, we can see clearly what the deal was. But we can also see clearly from this thing in Acts 21, this circumstance that came up, that James still had this idea that at least for the Jews, they needed to be circumcised and keep the law in order to be saved. So we'll pick up from here, Cap. Pick up from here. I thought you already <laughs> did pick up from here. What am I supposed to say now? Uh, just drop it. <laughs> See, I, you left me in that situation again where I can't get a word in. Um, I'm oh, just I'm sure you'll have plenty to say. <laughs> <laughs> that, that goes back to the last program if you missed it. Um, okay. Isn't this interesting, though? Paul comes up to Jerusalem. Again, about 10 years after the Acts 15 ordeal, where they debated and argued about Gentiles and faith and justification, 20 years, or close to 20 years, after James wrote his letter. And here we are now with Paul in Jerusalem. He comes in, James is there, and the elders are present. They greeted him. Uh, he's known James quite a while now, even though they've gone their separate ways throughout their ministries. And they're thankful to hear this about this good news, the tremendous things that God is doing among the Gentiles who don't have the law. And yet they point out, oh, this is wonderful, but then they it's, it's almost like, uh, amen, brother, but, <laughs> that, that famous but, uh, there's just myriads of Jews who have believed in Jesus and they're zealous for the law, but they've been informed that you teach all the Jews who are. So it's not just that Paul was telling mm-hmm. the Gentiles that they don't belong under the law. 
he's also telling the Jews, of which there were many who lived among the Gentiles, he was also telling them to forsake Moses, to forsake the commandments, and that they ought not to circumcise their children, nor to walk according to their customs. This is, you know, Paul, this is what's going on, going around about you, and we, we, we got to fix this thing. And so here's, do what we tell you. That's what they, do what we tell you to do. We've got four guys over here who have taken a vow, a vow that would be related to the law, by the way. Take them and be purified with them. So we have a ceremony that is about to take place that uh, is for purification, not a new covenant thing going on here. Pay their expenses, pick up the tab so that they may shave their heads and they may all know, all the Jews, all these people who are frustrated with you, uh, that they may know that uh, what they heard about you really was just rumor and that you <laughs> yourself also walk orderly and and keep the law, which, as Paul pointed out in his writings, if Paul did keep the law, he would have been the first one to ever do so. There was no doer of the law. Um, but concerning the Gentiles, you might recall that we've written to them before and told them they don't have to be under the law, but they should uh, avoid things being offered to idols, blood, things strangled, sexual immorality. They should avoid those things. You know, so that's fine for the Gentiles, but the Jews, you know, it's a different gospel. It's a different thing. That's what they thought. The next day, verse 26, Paul took them in and having been purified with them, entered the temple to announce the expiration of the days of purification, at which time an offering, little animal blood here, should be made for each one of them. And then it goes on from there to explain what happened. But ultimately, the crowd of Jews became riotous, and Paul ended up being seized and uh, ultimately arrested. And then there's a long story that takes place over the next couple of chapters after that. Uh, our point here, though, in this series is that with James and Paul, we've got, um, again, uh, a discrepancy here where they still felt, even 20 years, 30 years after the cross, that they, they still held to the law. And yet, if they've seen any of Paul's writings at this point in time to some of the churches that he had written to in his letters— um, then clearly they would have already known that he came up with his reasons for why he believed the way he believed. Right, yeah. So that's, again, just more more evidence here that you know James and Paul did not see eye to eye. And Acts 15, Acts 21, Acts 10, various places, it simply it records what really happened, what they were each believing at the time, and, you know, the things that went along with that. And it just goes to show that it's okay. You know, God allowed, you know, Luke is the one who wrote Acts. And for whatever reason, I mean, if, if you are a person who believes that the books of the Bible were inspired by God, here's evidence that you can see that, you know, the in, through the inspiration of God, we see these events that happened. We see these events, uh, and we see what James believed. We see what they were telling Paul to do. We see right here that James and his men were wanting Paul to deny uh, what he was actually teaching. Paul, in his letters, made it very, very clear. Uh, like I said, a big message of grace, a big message of justification, salvation, forgiveness, righteousness, solely by the blood of Jesus, by God's grace, through faith, through no works, 
by not keeping the law. And in fact, in our daily lives in Christ, Paul talked about being dead to the law, the law being the ministry of death and the ministry of condemnation and how sin was aroused by the law and coveting of every kind came about because of the law. And here we see James and the other people, the other Jewish brethren, at least uh, the ones in Jerusalem here, were trying to say, you know, that's that's not right. Paul, please tell people that that's not right. That's not really what you're talking about. That's not really your ministry. You know, so we I'm, it's just a glaring observation that we're seeing here. It's, just, it's very glaring. To see. It's very easy to see that there was a difference between what James was teaching and what Paul was teaching. And guess what? It's okay. It's all right. Um, we understand, you know, you know, Paul said he got his revelation of the gospel directly through Jesus. We've been through all this in the last few weeks on the podcast. So you can go back and listen to some of the things we said about this. But the revelation that Paul received was a revelation of, of salvation by grace through faith apart from works. And even at this time in the church, after many years had gone by, there were still people teaching, you know, and wanting Paul to say that you walk orderly and keep the law. When Paul clearly said in his epistles that he's no longer one who keeps the law, it was, you know, that was death to him. He, he thought it would bring life, but he found it would bring death in everything that Paul says. And, and we'll actually be talking more about some of the things that Paul said in the weeks to come right here. So stick with us right here on the podcast, Growing in Grace. And it's all found at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.